Hey everybody, welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. This is episode 113. Um, we were hoping to have Bobby McCarty join us again this week after his uh, big Cars Tour event. Uh, Cars Tour win, I should say, at, at uh, Dominion over the weekend. It kind of went viral, but yeah, scheduling conflicts. We uh, have missed each other again this week, but we will hopefully look to have him back on soon at least on soon, not back on, but yeah, hopefully you can get, get in touch with us and we'll get, uh, get him on here and talk about all this stuff. Cause yeah, he had a heck of a heck of a two weeks there at dominion. Um, but yeah, joined as always with Travis, what's going on, man. Not much, man. Not much, man. Just, uh, had a, a good long weekend here. The just went back to work today and I'm taking off Friday. So, really a, a nice short two-day work week uh i can always uh i can always get down with that but uh no racing this past weekend so get to watch a lot of golf spent a lot of uh a lot of time doing that this past weekend that was a interesting u.s open with the the course there and everything it certainly didn't feel like your traditional u.s open but got to uh make a little bit of money too shout out to uh uh, Scotty Scheffler and Cam Smith for uh, scratching my gambling itch this weekend while we didn't have any racing. But yeah, that was pretty much the the highlight of of my weekend in place of the racing. Uh, I know you had the the cars tour and stuff, and I know you like the golf too. So I'm sure you probably checked out a little bit of that on Sunday. So definitely a, a solid weekend and solid Father's Day weekend. Hope everybody listening and hope you got to spend some time with your dads and celebrate that celebrate that day so yeah good stuff all around yeah it was definitely a busy weekend um i uh i went down there saturday we had a team appearance with the zooms motorsports out at cowboy jacks uh bar there in fredericksburg and that was from four to seven um and then we we packed up there, packed the cars up in the trailer, and and we hauled ass down to Dominion. And I was I had race monitor pulled up and keeping an eye on what was going on down there. Dominion it seemed like the first race, Virginia racers went completely green for thirty five laps. So I was like, man, that's not helping our cause here. And then uh, then uh, the the U uh, cars, I think it was they uh, they did what the U cars do, and they they kept on wrecking there and gave us a few red flags and, and man, it was packed when we got there. I ended up jumping out and getting my wristband. Um, shout out to Brandon from Dominion for, for hooking me up this weekend, uh, with some media passes and, and yeah, so I, I was able to get that and I let Scott take over the truck and he found a parking spot about half a mile away. It seemed like it was far. It wasn't that far, but it was, it was definitely Is it a packed house. Oh man, it was packed. There were people parked everywhere. So, he, he ended up finding a spot there over there in the victory lane of the road course, um, parked it in victory lane at a boy. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Is yeah, that like the busiest weekend of the year for dominion or? Oh yeah, probably will be. Yep. Most likely that's probably the best, biggest race of the year. Um, and I mean, shoot, they weren't disappointed, but yeah. So I got my wristband, got across for the, uh, for the cars tour race and was able to live tweet that if you go back, but yeah, it was uh pretty much the Brendan Butterbean Queen show. Um, he dominated pretty much that entire race, um, and you had Carson Quapple running second there, and Bobby McCarty running third um, for pretty much the entire race. Uh, but then a couple of late cautions 
I mean, we pretty much, it seemed like, I, I think I even tweeted, I was like, oh, the race. Uh, yes, it was, it was 20 laps to go. I said, Queen is gone. The race, for, race is for second with 20 laps to go. And then uh, we got a caution uh, with 16 laps to go. And then that's when uh, Crush and Quapple really kind of flexed his muscle. They went side by side for the lead a couple of times there. And then another caution again with about 12 laps to go. Um, and then that's when Quapple took the lead again. Um, and then I'm not sure exactly. I think it was like four or five to go. But leading up to that, Brendan McQueen, he ended up running or washing up the track and enduring Carson Quapple like every corner there for like two or three laps. And, uh, and it was, it definitely cost both of them time because that's when Bobby McCarty made his move. He dove to the inside off a of turn two and they were three wide there for a second. And that usually does not work at Dominion. And that's kind of where the, the chaos started. It kind of put the eight car Carson Quapple into the wall a little bit. And then, uh, Bobby McCarty and, and Brendan McQueen were able to race it out side by side for the last final three three laps or so, and and it came down to about two foot gap there for the for the checkered. I mean, even when when they crossed the checkered, I was like, holy shit! I, I think I told you, I was like, holy shit, who won? Like, I couldn't couldn't tell from the vantage point was I was at. I just knew they were side by side, and I had a had to flip over to race monitor there and and check see who won. I think the the gap was. Point uh, zero nine zero seconds. So definitely a, a, a banger of a race. And I, I was thinking leading up to, it, I was like, man, this is kind of a snoozer. Like Dominion usually delivers a, a banger of a race. And I've seen so many side-by-side finishes there. And sure enough, even when I thought we were going to see a snoozer, we saw, saw an epic race break out. Yeah, it sounds like it. I, I wasn't able to check it out, but I definitely saw the, the videos online of, like, I'm, sure saw, yeah, I'm sure you saw. I'm sure you saw videos. It went viral, kind of Saturday night into Sunday. Oh yeah, it was it was all over the place. Like yeah, if you were on Twitter at all, like it was uh, it was certainly impossible to miss. So I was able to check that out, and yeah, that was a, a hell of a race. And yeah, I mean, it's always good if if you're trying to grow a series. Like I know Dale and Kevin and all the people who run the car store now are like, you need moments like that. To, to go viral and, and get out there to, you know, draw people in like, and, and that's like the, exactly the, the kind of thing and the kind of moment that they, that they need as a series to get the eyes that they want on it. So, so yeah, credit to them. All those drivers were putting on a good finish. Uh, I was, I, I know you said like, or I saw you tweeted off our account. Like there were like a few different drivers having like, discussions after the race but it's always cool it didn't seem like anybody was like pissed off or anything it seemed like it was just a lot of like hard race and that everybody was okay with for the most part i don't know i mean unless you saw something that i didn't like that 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 always makes it cool to me that it's like there wasn't like any controversy per se it was just just like hard racing and that's always good yeah, I mean, a bit of controversy. I mean, uh, from my vantage point, I couldn't really tell that they they were rubbing each other, the, like that uh, Brendan Queen was, was washing up into the eight and kind of taking him, taking him, taking his lane away. Like, kind of, that's kind of dirty. Um, like, one or two times is fine, but to do it, like, four times in a row, like, at that point, you're just using me up, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. And, and so Zach ended up texting me and was like, yo, they're about to like 
you better get the video of this fight because like Carson's got to be pissed the way he was racing, right? So I was like, oh shit, okay. But I was trying to get victory lane pictures of Bobby, and so I hop from I hop from taking pictures of victory lane. I have the pit wall to where all the cars are, and like I don't really see any commotion, and so I'm like, okay, I hop back over to pit to the victory lane side of pit wall and take a few more pictures, and Zach's like, go 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 go. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, like something must be happening, right? Like he, he sees the commotion. So I hop back over the pit wall. I'm like, I don't see the commotion. And or I, did, I actually see an ambulance coming in. One of the drivers needed an ambulance. Uh, I think he like overheated or whatnot. Uh, it was definitely a tough race, it seemed like. But uh, so I see an ambulance coming in, but I don't really see like a big commotion, like a fight happened or anything. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. So I hop, hop down off the pit wall. And sure enough, I bump like right into Carson Quapo. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, He's talking to his dad, and you, I can tell he's pissed off. He got his fire suit down halfway up town, and you, you could tell he's kind of animated a little bit. And he, I hear him say, "Where's Queen at?" And his dad says, "In tech." And so he he immediately beelines towards tech chat, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go! Like it's on! Like I'm about to get the fight video." Zach Zach was on this, like he prompted me for this, and I'm like, "Okay, perfect." So I'm like tailing Carson, and he this might be the reason why they didn't fight because. I was like, I literally was tailing Carson getting there. I was like, I'm, you're not, you're not hitting this dude without me filming it. You um, were like fucking uh, Jordan like, Bianchi with Kevin Harvick. Yeah, and, dude, uh, I'm telling you, if there was, if there was a video of on flow of him walking, that's there's not. But if, if flow was walking, like I would be right there walking behind him. And so I was like, with my phone out, like you know, what I mean, I'm ready for this thing. Um, and, and he actually cuts through the tech shed and I don't, I don't cut through there. I was like, I'm not going to bother anybody. I don't, I, but I like run around the building. So, so he can't get to the other side before I do. And I said, I had my phone out and I see they're just talking. I film that they're just chatting and you can see, and Carson looks upset and Brendan's like, I get it, man. I get it. I get it. And so those two are going to have a hell of a battle for the, the points championship. I think those two are going to come down between those two. So they're going to have to race each other all year long. So they, it, it, you definitely don't want to rub a guy the wrong way to where it turns sour. We've seen we've seen that happen in the Cars Tour a little bit with Bobby and, and Josh Barry, um, which uh, will, kind of a nice little transition. But, yeah, we'll wrap up with Cars Tour. Um, yeah, it was definitely – and then uh, Bobby, I think – Bobby and Brendan, I think, also were talking after the race uh, – Obviously, I don't think Brendan had anything to be upset about. If anything, Bobby raced him super clean there at the end. Could have just roughed him up there off a four and run him in the fence and easily gotten the win, you know. But he didn't. He let him drag race it out. And it it was definitely probably sweet redemption for for Bobby McCarty there after getting DQ'd in the the big one at Dominion um, for for something stupid. It was drive plates, rear drive plates, which I, I don't know exactly what that is, but essentially it's just more more weight on the car if you ask me like it, it really doesn't have any performance advantage um and in, in the cars tour there they are legal whereas in the nascar rulebook the weekly series they are illegal um so he said it was just an oversight on the team's part and i mean i can believe that like that's a cars tour team full-time cars tour team that just kind of was like hey they got to race the week before let's go run a, a tune-up you know and end up smoking the field and ended up getting busted in tech so i know doug barnes is looking for that trophy so bobby you can either confirm or deny where that thing is when we get you on here 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to to Bobby, and and that's his first win in two years. And, and he he switched over to a new team this year. He switched over from Nelson Motorsports to RNL's cars. Um, so yeah, just shout out to him. I know he was super excited to pick up that win. Um, yeah, so back in victory lane, Bobby McCarty. Good stuff. At, what's the at, champ- What's the championship battle looking like there? I, I don't know. You I, got that? But. I don't like. I looked for it earlier this afternoon, and I could literally could not find anything. Like everything was older, so I, I don't want to give false information. And I said I did look a little bit, so I'm sure somebody could be like, "Oh, you know, here it is, or whatever." But hey, if you got it, send it. Tweet us at the account. You know, I would love to see it. Uh, but yeah, it's got. I think it's got to be between. Um, Carson and Brendan McQueen. Yeah, I do wonder the some of these series, man. Like you look at the website, the All Stars are running. It's like who is running this thing? Like you feel like they would have that information more easily accessible. Yeah, out there. But but yeah, nonetheless, cool. great great weekend <clears throat> for short track racing. Um, that's I said that's and then uh, Sunday I went over and did some family stuff for Granddad's ninetieth birthday and. Got to see my dad. Uh, he he ended up coming by after playing golf. So yeah, good. He hung out with my niece and and sister, and mom. So all good stuff. Uh, made for a busy weekend, and then yeah, got home in time to like like you said, watch some watch some golf. That was a nice thing about uh, prime time being on the them being on the West Coast for a major championship. I like that. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I was a I was a big fan of that. It makes you wish. It's like damn, I wish like selfishly as like the guy watching on TV, it's like, let's just play every major on the West coast. Right. That that was awesome. Golf until bedtime. Perfect. Perfect weekend for that too, which I don't know if, if maybe I was just, uh, it, it, it was just a coincidence or not, but do you think the fact that like NBC has the U S open has anything to do with this being the one off weekend? Um, or do you think that's just coincidence? I think that's just coincidence. I, w- I was thinking about that though. It's like I wonder if that's why NBC like one one. I'm sure they. Off I'm sure they, like, they they were looking at all the schedules and were like, "Oh, this works out great for everybody, so let's just do that." Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I it's just not didn't know just, if it was some. I'm not. I'm sure they're not like directly related, but I'm sure it's just like, "Hey, look at this scheduling." I mean, the U.S. Opens and. Usually on Father's Day weekend, NASCAR has been off for the past couple of years on Father's Day weekend. I don't well, know. That's a that's a good segue with what what we're getting ready to talk about. So I'll just ask, like, first off, like, do you want to start with with schedule stuff for next year, or do you want to start with driver stuff for next year? Oh god, that's like playing rock paper scissors. I don't know. Shit, doesn't matter. Uh, I think well, we're kind of already on this the schedule, schedule. subject. Oh well, so, yeah, I mean, lead it. Let's let's lead it. What you got? All right. What is yeah, the let propose? me get so uh, the, yeah, I mean there's a few different tracks we're hearing about. Uh we had our debate about uh Bristol Dirt last week. I'm sure like this this would be a, a good week to hash that one out. But while we're on that subject, because uh, that was a good thing I was thinking about while uh, we were talking about that. I wonder if we're gonna have that two week break for the Olympics again next year. I haven't heard anything about that, but we, next year is an Olympic year. So I wonder if they're going to set that up again like they did back in 2021. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, that shouldn't really – I mean, the only thing that's going to affect is just having off weekends towards the end of this 
regular season, but yeah, it shouldn't affect anything scheduling wise. I mean, it would just push back. I mean, it's been we've been ending like the first weekend in November, and like we'll we'll just be pushed back to the weekend before Thanksgiving again if yeah. they do that. Yeah. So I mean, that would work out either Who way. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows what uh, they'll do? Yeah, but I, I was just curious about that because I'm kind of going through Bianchi's like schedule article here, but and uh, but so I mean, as far as next year's schedule, what are the uh, the popular rumors we're hearing? Um, I mean, we'll save the Bristol Dirt North Wilkesboro one for last because I think that's kind of like the big one, but um, so we got Montreal supposed to be coming on the schedule. Next year, that seems like one that's that's popping up a lot. Um, thoughts on that? I know you watch F one, so you, you. I mean, I know they used to race Xfinity there back in the day, but I, I don't remember enough to know a lot about that track. Um, but I mean, you watch a lot of F one, so I mean, are you excited to see NASCAR go to that track if that indeed does happen? And uh, who do you think is like? You imagine one of the road courses who would be like the casualty if that race does come on. What do you mean by that casualty if that race goes on? Well, it's got to replace something. Oh, you're saying what what track does it replace? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think that NASCAR definitely has, needs a place on the the international scale. So I think having a race in Montreal and or you know, where, wherever, if you want to do the Toronto street course with a double header with Indy, um, what about Canadian? That was, well, that, that's, yeah, that's another, that's another, I think it's another great track. Um, I, I used to love when the trucks went there, you could have a double header with the trucks there or something, you know? So there's plenty of tracks. I mean, I, I think Montreal, that's, I mean, what if they set it up for a double header with F1? That would be huge. I don't think that F1 would go for it, but you never know. I mean, F1's gotten cl- like with the Jensen button going to NASCAR and you know so the, the F1 and NASCAR have gotten a little closer than people think. So who knows that would be huge um probably not likely to happen just because of conflicting sponsors and such but um yeah nonetheless I think it's a a big move. Um I would like to see it. It's a fun track. It's got fast parts, slow parts. It's got the the wall of champions there, the last chicane, the last corner. It's real tight and goes into a concrete wall there. So it's like, yeah, it's definitely a challenging track. I think we put on a, a decent race. It's good as a road course race could be. You know, we we went over that last week, but uh, yeah, I, I said I think international is is a good thing. I'd like yeah, to see it. for sure. I'd like to, like to see it. Uh, and as far as, it? as far as what goes, I mean, could we swap it? Like who? I guess it's NASCAR track, so a NASCAR road course, that would be Chicago. Maybe that's a backup option for if Chicago does take a sour turn here after this year um, because we know the political stuff there in the city um, with who's in charge and making decisions and all that. I think the NASCAR deal was for three years, but um, who knows what could happen with that. I was also thinking possibly if that does happen, maybe NASCAR and SMI work together a little bit where Charlotte goes back to the Oval. And, yeah. But, well, then, but now that still wouldn't, the date would still need to come from somewhere. So, so yeah, you're you're right. I was just thinking on the fly there. But, 
I mean, what are, is there any other road courses that NASCAR owns? I'm trying to think that we go to. Watkins Glen. Okay. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. No, so. I don't think that's going anywhere. That's too too popular with the fans. Um, Andy. Well, Andy. Well, no, Andy's its own Andy's, thing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a good transition to Indy is supposedly going back to the Oval, which I love. I'm for it. All right. Yeah, that's that's one. Like, this is so. I think the my personal opinion. I think the Indy Road Course has been one of the most entertaining races the last couple of years. I mean that. I think people forget that that 2021 race. I mean, I don't know if you've ever. That was such a good race before, like those curbs started exploding, man, and that kind of turned it into like a shit show after that. But that 2021 race on the Indy Road Course, like, I think that's been one of the most entertaining road courses we go to, and it's like this is this is one of my like constant issues with with NASCAR fans in general, where like NASCAR fans just will get nostalgia about like anything so quick. And it's like the the Indy Oval was was never a good race ever. People always wanted it to go away. They wanted off the schedule. They even wanted the road course. I mean, that was before we had seven road. I'll give people the benefit of the doubt for that. People said that they wanted Indy to try the road course, but that was before we had seven other road courses on the schedule. So, yeah, like, but have you forgot what we just did two weeks ago? I mean, last you were talking about how terrible Sonoma was. And how bad the road course package is. The road course package isn't what it was back in 2021. So, yeah, but I mean, I, Indy, I, I, think, I feel like Indy's think, been an exception of that. Indy has been a really good race. Like, but I think these cars will race phenomenally well on the oval at Indy. Ah, like I just, I really do. The I'm problem is, it's still only a single. There's so still only a single groove track though, and like this car has not. Stood on any flat tracks, like not Martinsville, not St. Louis, not yeah. But it's Loudon. so drafty. It's, it's the thing. If you you if you get the right draft package, you you can put on a good oval race at Indy. Yeah, I mean maybe. Been, I mean I'm not gonna sit to here and Xfinity say it's impossible. But... Some of the Xfinity races when they tried those experimental packages were were pretty good. And I'm not saying it's going yeah, to have I mean, to be crazy. I said this car just, I think, will lend itself to being a decent race at Indy. And it kind of has that, it does have that nostalgia. It's still Indy. You know what I mean? We're on the, the oval. Like, that's, we belong on the oval if we're going to Indy. Like, you know what I mean? The oval is what makes it Indy, Indy. But do you agree that Indy road course race has been, like, super entertaining? Like, I have I been mean, more entertained been okay. by the two. I mean, at the end of the race, it just gets stupid with all the wrecks. It's been terrible. It makes the race seem terrible. But it's the same with Coda, and I mean, that's on the drivers. That's not on the track. Like, yeah, I mean, again, but we just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm for the oval. I don't understand why you're so being so against the oval. I just like. We don't, don't need another I don't, road course. I, see, that's the thing. Like, I agree, but this isn't the road. Like I said last week, this is not the road course I want to see go. I mean, yeah, you, you you fall in love with these road courses. They're fine, but ovals are NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
we'll have to agree to disagree on that one because I really like what I've seen from the Indy Road Course, and I think the fact like it's like I am like I I'm the thing for, with me watching the race like even if like it turns. What up, about like, this? What if chaos. they do two dates at Indy? I I mean, who's giving up a date? NASCAR or SMI? Like, it would have to be NASCAR. That's the thing you you can you can only look at like you only got so many weekends so I just don't see that coming especially when they're already trying to get away from tracks having like multiple dates like you you're seeing that like less and less from tracks so I wouldn't I wouldn't see that I mean I do agree with you that that it is happening like I'm not like arguing that like it it will be on the oval I'm just saying I'm, I'm not just telling you fall in love with road courses way too easily. I mean, not really. I was just shitting on Sonoma last week. Yeah, I mean, it's been okay. Except Indy's been, <laughs> Indy's been fine. It's nothing special. I think it's been special. I mean, if anything, you had team. stupid ass endings at the at like every single one. I mean, you had like the I'm also team chaos. Clobbering through, trying to trying to gain time. And then the year before, Briscoe kind of did the same thing, missed a corner, and then was in second and wrecked the leader. It was just a joke. So, Oh, yeah, Denny, when Denny shoved him off into the grass and then got mad that Briscoe retaliated. Yeah, I remember that. Like, Yep. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Team Oval. Yeah, team Oval. I'm team, I'm team Chaos in the Indy Road course. Has been chaos and chaos. When I'm telling you, when I'm telling you, the Indy Oval is gonna be chaos, bro. I'm telling you, it's gonna be nuts. I would, I would love to come on here. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a slower version. Mark my words, it's gonna be a slower version of the Indy 500. I, I would love to come on here next year and say I was wrong. Mark my words. So mark the date, June 21st, so, yeah, 2024. Whenever that race is. I mean, we'll remember. I remember that's a big, bold statement. It's going to be a good race. Believe it. You said – Take it to so the bank. So, another race. one. Another one. You said um, You said earlier this week uh, you you think uh, all-star race is going to Rockingham. Uh, it sounds like, sounds like there have been talks of that, yeah. I mean, my original crazy out of left field because – it sounds like there's still going to be a dirt track. If you listen to the podcast, The Teardown, Jordan hinted that Jeff would still be able to rap somewhere. So I threw the idea out of having mm. dirt. I didn't catch that. Dirt all-star race at Charlotte. Keep the teams at home. Build a temporary grandstand on the backstretch. Have 30,000 people. Sell that bitch out. And have your dirt race for all-star race. A million dollars. Boom. Problem solved. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would love Purpose, that. Did, did you satisfy everybody? Purpose-built dirt track. It doesn't cost money to to build. You know, the only thing it costs money is to build the stands, and they're temporary. I'm sure SMI owns can own those stands. You know what I'm saying? They have them from Wilkesboro or whatever. Use the same ones. Um, Yeah, I think that's, that's, your, that's your thing, dude. I think that's your, your ticket. I'd say just as far as like some like if they do some schedule shuffling next year, um, to like as far as dates, like a big one. I think they need to get Dover 
out of its current date because it feels like that's just a constant like rain, just like a bad time of year to have a race there. And then I think they might need to look at like getting Nashville and Atlanta out of like the middle of the summer because they're trying like the Sunday night thing. Well, I think they're going to get a good pop. I mean, I think Sunday nights in the summer is a good good move by NASCAR, honestly. I don't think they're going to get a good pop for in-person attendance. I think because that's I think you're a wrong. lot of people I mean, got to go to a lot of people got to go to work on Monday, man. Like you know how that I mean, goes, that's but. the thing and that's that's kind of what they're not worried about the in-person. They're worried about the TV number. Oh, I think they'll get a good pop for the TV number, sure, but I think as and That's far what they're as, in like, it for. That's what they're in Which, I mean, I said that on I said that on Twitter the other day. Yeah, like they're not they're not really worried about like in person attendance, but and I, I mean, mean that is why like, that, if they make it exclusive enough, where it's like you have one day a year, if you really want to go to that race, you'll just build in the extra day. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll just you know what I'm saying? You'll make it work as a race fan. That's why they released the schedule well in advance. You know, just like we did for yeah. Wilkesboro. It's like yeah, it sucks taking that Monday off, but I'm not gonna not go to the all-star race at Wilkesboro. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's the all-star race at Wilkesboro. Well, I mean, even like if it's a I mean, random race at Nashville. Even, <laughs> well, no, I mean, for some people, Nashville's, you know, a big race for them. That's the, the biggest race of the year. That might be their vacation. So, like I said, you just yeah. have to build in that extra day. And so, I mean, you just got to schedule it. Schedule it right. Um, Any there, other dates you, you'd like to see shuffled, though, that you think are, are going to kind of get like, for me, Dover's a big – I mean, I would say Bristol Spring. But oh, it seems like hang that's on, hang on, hang on. Late. We talked about where date's going to come from, NASCAR dates. Richmond. Take Richmond off of the schedule. One, it gets one summer date next year. So that's where your Montreal could come from as well. All right. So is, is Montreal a NASCAR-owned track? Or? I assume it would have to be. I guess my is not going to, I don't think, invest in doing all that. I think they got their I hands full already with, with uh, with Coda. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I said I, 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 I don't think I don't see SMI getting into another road course game. I don't know. I could be wrong. Marcus Smith, smart guy. If he wants to go international and make some money, he'll go. He'll do that. You know. Yeah, I believe but, it. So it's so Ben Kennedy, but Ben Kennedy's been the one pushing for international. So that's what makes me think. Yeah. So. I assume NASCAR, and uh, but yeah, so to add that to the date they could could uh, move as well. Um, other than that, um, no. Nah, I think mean, Charlotte's of, back on the oval in the fall. Or? Uh, I would like to see it, yeah. But as I said as far as like scheduling, moving races around, no, like, just the usual we always talk about, like move Sonoma to earlier in the year, get it when it's green, give us a different vibe. Um, I was just thinking for for NASCAR to Darlington's another one that could potentially lose a date, and I would be okay with that. Um, I think I would I be mean, okay I, with I it. I like it. I just personally like have like I'm biased about that with I mean, like I, having I, like I'm, a trust me, I love Darlington. I love Darlington, no doubt about it. But if it were like, it have to be for a good cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't give me some stupid shit for Darlington. You know what I'm saying? That's what you did back in the day. You gave me Auto Club for Darlington. I'm not saying Auto Club wasn't great, but Darlington was better. So I don't know. Speaking of which, something's going to have to replace Auto Club next year for. uh... Oh, that's 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 what the that's awesome. That's actually what I heard was replacing 
it with. So thank you for reminding me of that. That's supposed to be replacing um, uh, Montreal. Sorry. It's supposed to be replacing Auto Club. Sorry, you did. Oh, okay. I think I heard that somewhere. So, okay. Well, that makes the, the whole thing a lot simpler then. Yes. But, um, anywhere else? I feel like there's one more place that was rumored we haven't brought up. Um, oh, this isn't it, but Chicago Street. So, I mean – We'll see what happens with that. We haven't raced there yet, but that's all going to come down to like the politicians and what they want. Like, yeah, I mean that's scheduled for three years. Line their we, pockets. We, but, we're scheduled. I mean, that, the only thing we can predict is that it will happen for three years. Other than that, it just seems like they 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 might pull the plug early on that. If I mean, because they they've been doing nothing but bitching about how they're fucking blocking off the traffic downtown, which. Uh, my buddy Jacob on uh, left turn call, and he was talking about this yesterday or on, on Monday night and brought up a good point. So shout out to him for like this take, but it is kind of like irritating where it's like NASCAR is doing all this shit and like bringing all these people to like their local economy and everything. And it seems like, you know, all the politicians and shit, they're just doing nothing but bitching about it and, you know, bitching out NASCAR and, and this and that. So, I mean, my main thing I was going to ask was, I mean, in in the hypothetical, if 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 they do pull the plug on that, and it's like the politicians and they don't want it back, and it goes one and done, do you see NASCAR doing another street course somewhere else, or just going back to Road America, or what would you see at that point? Um, probably temporary fix for the remaining two years of that contract. They'd probably go back to Road America on July fourth date. And then, I mean, there's talks of, of maybe a New York City race, um, and hopefully New York City would embrace it a little bit more. Um, so I could see that being the next three-year option. Um, but, yeah, I think if, if that deal, that three-year deal were to go sour and they only get this one year out of it, then, yeah, the immediate emergency fix would be to go to Road America. Unless it's Chicago Land Speedway, that could be the other emergency like yeah they could yeah that's a, that's totally another option totally forgot about that which also that's like i talk about nascar fans if i see one more fucking person say like well why are we going to chicago when chicago lands right to okay juliet illinois is like an hour from chicago illinois chicago land speedway is not chicago like i wish they would just change it to like juliet raceway so people would Stop saying that because that is like I I keep seeing like that take. Yeah, I mean it's totally different like, markets. Yeah, I mean it's totally different idea of like you know like oh we have a racetrack in Chicago versus no we're bringing the racetrack to Chicago like you know what I'm saying we are racing in Chicago, not that we have a I, it's like around Chicago. It's like I, mean, I live it's here. Totally in, I live I live here in Georgia. It'd be like if. If they made a street race in Atlanta, it'd be completely different than Atlanta Motor Speedway because Atlanta Motor Speedway is forty-five minutes away, over yeah. an hour from from Downtown the city Atlanta. of Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's totally different vibe. Like, it's not the same. Like, what they're going for is completely different. So, yeah, no, it's it's not it's it's apples and oranges. It's not apples to apples there. 
I'm sure you've heard people like constantly saying that too. Like, well, I don't even, like, I, you I don't even pay attention to the idiot fans, dude. I, I'm just like, I make my own takes. Like, okay, give me the information, give me the facts, and I'll generate an opinion from that. Yeah. So there's that, and I guess like the, I mean, yeah, I don't know if if, if there's any you wanted to bring up that like you haven't heard anything about, but you just wanted to mention and if not then like the obviously the big one is north wilkesboro and in in bristol which losing a bristol date sucks like whether it's dirt or concrete losing a bristol date sucks like no doubt about it, it. i totally agree with you there losing a bristol date is no dice but if we are gonna lose one give it the spring race and if, like I said, you're a big fan of the dirt. I mean, the dirt has been fine. I'm not saying I hate it. I don't hate it because I really enjoyed myself at the race in 2022. So I did enjoy it. Do you agree it's objectively been, like, good racing? Like, Yeah, the racing has been fine. It's not been bad racing. I'm not saying that at all. It's been fine racing. And that's, like, my whole thing I get pissed off. It's, like, people are, like, it sucks. Like, no, I'm not saying it, it sucks. Like, I'm not saying it sucks because yeah. I did enjoy it. All I'm saying is it's run its course. You know what I mean? It's we've we've had the fun of it. It's been fun. It hasn't worked greatly. You know, it hasn't been a great success. It's been a success, but it's not. What, been what a makes great you say it hasn't been a great success? Because I'm just like this. Like really, well, like I mean, this year, it's like they kind of like they didn't have any issues this year with like the grills getting caked up with mud or anything like it seems no, like this year, like they really figured things out. Like, the, yeah. And it take, took three years, you know, it's just stock cars aren't meant to race on dirt anymore. You know what I'm saying? We have dirt cars to race on dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just like, like to me, it's like, it's just like a, a notch of like, you know, NASCAR being able to say like, we have the most, diverse schedule in the world but, and, and that's like we rate like and that's why i go back to my i mean are you not a, a do you not like my idea of, of no Charlie? i think that would be awesome i i, I would be totally on board with that i think that's the perfect scenario of having a dirt race for nascar right we've, we've i would have a it. ticket for that race like the minute they go on sale yeah make it the week before wilkesboro again like it'd be sick like you could build it hype hype it up again or whatever well, I don't have Wilkesboro, but before Charlotte, you know what I mean. Have it, make make Charlotte great again. You know what I mean. Make that week great again. I'll make racecation every think, year for that 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 week. I would be argue just as much, if not more, excited for that All Star race than I was for North Wilkesboro. Yeah, it'd be like I I would be hyped. super hyped about you could, that. I'm telling you, you could build like the vibe would be immaculate if you have thirty thousand people there, slam to the brim, you know, make bring the, the outlaws back. Hey, why not? You know, that'd be huge. Oh, that'd that, be that, that's a week. Awesome. Yeah, you know, Brute, uh, not Brute Smith, uh, Marcus Smith. You listen to me, you you need to hire us, buddy. We got ideas here. We got it figured out. Yeah, that that would be fucking sick. So I would, yeah. So, like to answer said, your question, if, yes, I would love that. That, that yeah. is that is honestly my that is the ideal scenario. Is Bristol Dirt goes away? If we have to lose one Bristol Dirt race to get a points race at Wilkesboro, I'm fine with it. At short track for short track, it's you know it's they're different 
it's not the same race, but to be back at Wilkesboro, I think, you know what I mean? For a 400 lap points race, I think that's going to be a lot better than the 200 lap all-star race with two t- sets of tires. We, you, I will say I, with a full field, it'll be a lot better. I'm going to go back to my take. I said after the all-star race though, and this is not the narrative on North Wilkesboro, like the novelty is going to wear off because NASCAR fans are fickle. They loved the Charlotte Roval. They want that going. They love Bristol dirt. At first, they want that. Well, I, Bristol was a little more con- controversial. I don't think it's, so it's I not like a novelty, though, though. It's short track racing, bro. Like, you're you're always going to have the beating and banging. I'm just saying, it's you have, like, two or three bad races. You have two. I'm just saying, you have two or three bad races there. People are going to be like, this fucking sucked. Like, this, it didn't work, this and that. Like, people are going to turn on it quick well, if they don't figure out a way to make that race and better. People like, are idiots because, look, go back and look at Wilkesboro. I agree with you. People are idiots. I yeah, totally agree with you Because Wilkesboro usually never was a great race. It was never about the, oh, this is a close finish. You know what I'm saying? That's not what makes a great race. Great racing is just a great race, you know, beating and banging throughout the field, comers, goers. I just don't think, like, in this, like, People are going to turn on that style. I don't think they will. Quick. If like, I don't think they will. I disagree with that. I mean, we'll have to see. I just like that. They turn on everything else. like Because everything else that, has been gimmicky. This isn't gimmicky. Yeah, I mean, I, I see your argument there. But, I mean, like I said, like my main argument. Like same, same reason why I'm saying we need to give up dirt because it's gimmicky. I mean, super speedway racing is gimmicky though, and people love that. Like, I wouldn't say it's gimmicky. It's been part of our. It's been we've been racing super speedways since nineteen seventies. Yeah, but I mean, it's like the, the racing cha- has changed, but we've been racing those tracks since nineteen seventy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, but it's just like it's definitely a a like crap shoot like style of racing but it people i don't most people but don't it, but it's have not, it was never to complain a about that it was never a band-aid to fix an issue that's what all those other things were yeah so I, I, I see your argument here like i'm just telling you what i think is, has happened you know it's like people have seen through the the mask of Oh, let's do this because the racing is not great here. It's like at, at this point, people are just like, just give me a not so great race, but you know what I mean, without all the the, the bullshit. I'm just like, you remember how much everybody loved the fucking Charlotte Roval the first couple years? Yeah, I mean, because it also, I mean, and I think people like what ruined it was again this year the caution. At the end, it was like for like a sign or some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, and then and that kind of that's just, any race though. Yeah, I mean, if anything stupid were to happen, and then it's just like, yeah, why the fuck are we racing through a parking lot when we have a racetrack here? And I'm not saying that because, but it's just like that's when when you're pissed off. That's the kind of those are the kind of statements you're gonna make. You know what I mean? You're yeah. gonna fucking bash the shit out of the place when your race didn't go good. You know. But uh, people are that, impressionable too, so they hear the fucking drivers and podcasts and shit like say something and then people are like i just say they're like parrots and they just like repeat what they hear fucking drivers say and podcasts say and shit 
And that's why I kind of like, I get so mad about the podcast who like present NASCAR like negatively a lot because like, because I just hear NASCAR fans just like repeat exactly what they hear on a fucking whatever podcast they listen. I don't like whatever podcast they listen to. They just repeat exactly what they hear. And I get sick of shit like that. And that's where like, like I never heard a race fan until like whatever, I think one of the drivers or one of the podcasts said it. And now like race fans are racing in a parking lot. I never heard a race fan say that quote until it, it just became like everybody's like punchline all of a sudden. Like, right. No, I, mean, I think the Roval is a great road course. It's fine. But the oval racing has been way better. So let's go racing on the oval. You know what I mean? Yeah, which that's kind the of reason, beyond our point here. The reason but... why we went to the Roval was because the, the Oval kind of sucked. Yeah, this this and, definitely and... we got thrown off our Bristol discussion, but well, no, I feel like it all ties in together. I mean, like I said, Bristol's losing, and you, I said, you're upset that they're losing the dirt race, and I, I get it. I mean, the dirt, I said, the dirt was fun, and I think dirt does have a place on the schedule, just not a points race at Bristol. And we talked about it in the group chat too. And like something I get sick of hearing is like, well, nobody went to that race. Well, Bristol holds 150, 175,000 people, whatever it is. And that place is, you know, 40, 50% full. That's still like a big crowd. Like you take that same crowd. It's definitely and throw a decent them. sized crowd for sure. Nobody, I'm not disputing that. Bristol, just, Bristol like, that takes so much. A decent pop for a night race, you know? And that that takes so much for like people are like, well, nobody goes to the Bristol Spring Race. Well, it's in a terrible date, and like like I said, if that place is, you know, we'll go on the low end. And it's forty percent full of what's that, one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy five thousand, one fifty, we'll call one fifty. So I mean, one hundred fifty thousand times, uh, I'll just say forty percent. That's sixty thousand people. Like that's still a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, decent crowd. Yeah, decent crowd for a short track. No, I mean, like I said it's, what, it's not about the tennis draw. It's just it, it, it all just adds up. If it, and you're gonna have to give and take to to get, you know what I mean? Do you not want a points race at Wilkesboro? You do, don't you? Right? I I, I could go either way. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to race? They at just wanted to keep the. If they just wanted to keep the all star race there, I'd be fine with that too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I, I think, say. I, could, I, I think Wilkesboro will will put on a better show as a four hundred lap points race. I it's, agree. I mean, I said that after the All Star race too. You know, so. the All Star is made for a show. Like, give me a track that's going to put on a show, and that's what Bristol Dirt was. You know, that's what the Dirt race was. So, give me. That's why I, I said that the perfect world is Bristol does lose a date because doesn't need two dates. And hopefully the weather's great on Easter in Wilkesboro. You know, hopefully God's a race fan. Looking down on the good old boys of Wilkes County. And so, yeah, Wilkesboro is supposed to be Sunday night Easter. It sounds like um, Fox Fox likes that Easter pop. Um, and they know that they'll easily get the 35000 to sell that place out on a Sunday night. So that sounds like what the plan is. And then, uh, obviously, Bristol going down to one race, no dirt. Just one fall night race. And then, like I said, nobody knows what's... Like, I just say we're, that we still have a dirt race because Bianchi kind of teased that. He, like I said, if you go back and listen to that podcast uh, a week or so ago, 
he said he told Jeff that he would still have a chance to rap. It sounded like. He I said, did not might, catch that. He said you so. might have a chance to rap, and 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 Jeff was just kind of played it off like, oh okay, so we'll see. You know, Martinsville dirt. Oh God, don't get me started. <laughs> He thought I didn't like Bristol dirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> Richmond dirt. Yeah, even worse. Just take the date away. I don't need it. They're going to race at the horse track at Dover. Yeah. Hey, that might be better. <laughs> if you, if you want to give Dover two dates, you know, that might be an option. You said you wanted a purpose-built dirt track. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's literally, dirt track. literally what I was about to say. I was like, hey, that is at least a purpose-built dirt track. <laughs> you know, Holy we'll shit. cross that one off the, off the checkbox here. Oh my God! But no, so yeah, that, I, I, like I said I've, in the perfect world, that is, I think, the ideal situation. All star dirt, Charlotte, make it happen. And I think that yeah. satisfies um, all parties here on rows one through ten. Yeah, and since I can't bitch uh, move Bristol into the summer anymore, my new thing's gonna be moved over into the summer. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, you were there last honestly, year, swap so. Dover and Sonoma right now. Like it'd be perfect. I mean, you might well, get an afternoon market. shower and for Dover, you know, but that could happen anywhere in the summer. So that's just part of racing outside. Marcus did tell us because we did tell him that when we were talking about Bristol, and he said they can't move Sonoma there because it floods that time of year. Yeah, well, we he can race. That's we can race thinking. in the rain now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, he that that's he yeah he did tell us that. I mean, that was I've met Marcus a couple times too. By the way, he's the like. You can ask him about anything, and he is, like – like, he loves, like, explaining stuff to race fans. It's so cool. Like, you can ask him, like, you know, right, specific questions, and sorry he's great about that. Let's uh, – No, you're good. You're, let's you're run good. through some uh, silly season shit real quick. All right. Yeah, we can – Obviously, yeah. the big one announced today confirms it's been – it's been pretty much in the works for weeks now. I, I called it – I looked back today when I originally called it. And had to defend myself. It was April twenty, April twenty ninth. So I called this back a couple of months ago. Uh, I felt like Josh Berry was the perfect fit for that four car. Um, and sure enough, that's what uh, what happened today. They announced it officially today. Well, what fucked it up? I did not realize um, that like Barry had it in his contract to be the uh, like the sub driver, and that was my whole argument. Was like I was like. Well, you, you thought he, he was uh, you thought he was under contract with Chevy, and Chevy was who was putting him in those races. Exactly, like, like you thought he was Chevy's number one pick for Cup driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I and I I actually did my homework when you were when I before I sent it in or when I sent it in, and and you came up with I think you said that you were like, well, he he's he's under contract with Chevy and I started research and I was like, I can't find anything where he's under contract with Chevy. And I even went through Jay ski. I was like, he's only ran one or two Chevy schemes. Like he, he hasn't, they haven't, Chevy has not put a lot of money behind this guy really. So I was like confident in saying that he was not under a deal with Chevy and that it was just a Hendrick deal. So yeah, man. So interesting stuff. I say, I, we talked all fair. I think it's a great fit for, for him and Rodney Chosen just to pair up. Um, those two short track guys that have grown up in the late model ranks, um, I think they'll just pair well together. They'll they'll have the same terminology. They'll know what each other's talking about right off the bat. And obviously, this gives them time to prepare 
<clears throat> I mean, obviously Josh is running for uh, JRM right now, running for a championship on that side. But you, you got to think that he'll be uh, hanging out probably on the box or with the team there on Sundays and, and definitely getting his feet wet on the cup side. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where we had our, our – I mean, number one, I'm, I'm super happy for Josh. Like, I'm, I might sound like I'm, like, poo-pooing and a little bit here is my take, but, like, I'm super happy for Josh. Like, I love to see people who took the long road get, get their chance. And, I mean, Stuart Haas is good about that. Look at their drivers. Like, Chase Briscoe, long road. Like, he – Chase Briscoe was not a pay driver or anything, and same with Ryan Priest and, like, you know, whatever, SHR isn't in the best shape as an organization right now. But, I mean, you look at the, those seats, like, like they're giving drivers chances who who aren't bringing, like, a pile of money there. And, I mean, Josh Berry, like, fits that mold. And, I mean, t- Tony said it today. He's like, I'm not putting, you know, some kid who brings a pile of money in my cup car. And look who's driving his cup cars. I think he, other than Almarola, but, I mean, even then, Almarola's a veteran driver that, a lot of people wanted to see get a chance when he first got in that car. So, um, but I mean, yeah, you look at SHR's cup drivers and Chase Briscoe and Ryan Priest and uh, Josh Berry now, like those are guys who took the long road and grinded their way to the, the seats they have. So uh, I think that's awesome to see. And that's awesome that SHR is supporting like, you know, guys who, who busted their ass to get there like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. You, yeah, that's one of the things I was going to ask Bobby if we, we had him on. Is what is it like for guys to come up through the short track range with really not a whole lot of money, not a lot of backing, um, to to get an opportunity? What's he think about something like that? And you gotta you gotta love that for these guys. As I said they did it the hard way, the old school way, and and you hope for that they they succeeded when they get to the highest level. I mean, obviously Josh has proven that he's shown some flashes this year that he's got talent. Um, and able to get the job done. Um, so yeah, I think I think in a couple of years he'll, he'll thrive in that role. Um, and he's he's pretty he's older than people think. He's I think thirty two or thirty three. So uh, he, he's got some some veteran age in him. Um, and I said been and around there, racing. What that right there is where my question lies, though. <laughs> what that's. So you're you're bringing a you know a thirty he'll be thirty three next year rookie cup driver and you're an organization who just like the problem is is right now SHR does not have like an anchor driver that they can have. well besides Kevin Harvick but and I mean like I'm a big Chase Briscoe fan I'm a big Ryan Priest fan but like okay you I know where you're going with this SHR. and I'll and I'll and I'll ask you this question is then who, who else who who on the list of people do you bring in there that it's available chris busher chris busher yeah but that he's was, signed that, through 2024 with fast no he's not yeah he is i'm looking that sponsor on, signed through 2024 sponsor is i'm looking on jayski right now they say busher's up after this year and we'll see i mean I, I don't think busher's going anywhere i'm just saying like you asked like who I would target, that is the guy I would target. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But that goes, that kind of brings me to my point where I think 
I think this and is you know, all. Who my number two pick would be if you want, if it's not Chris Buescher who's out there. Sorry to cut you off. Would be Michael McDowell. He's also a guy who's been in cup for a while. He's proven he can wheel it. He's won a race, Daytona 500. Yeah, but, I'll give you that I mean, one. Like, I'll so give you that, that, one. that I just I feel like, uh, and then Ricky Stenhouse would be another one. But I feel like he's in pretty good at JTG there. So yeah, but here, here's the thing: is I think this whole thing is a bigger front, right? So Josh Berry. To the four, confirmed, signed today. I think Junior, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to buy into Stuart Haas Racing. I think he's going to buy one or two charters, and he's going to start his own cup team, or start his cup team. Um, and I think his second driver there is going to be, Har- well, Harrison Burton, I think, is going to sign to the 10 car. Um. And then that leaves the 21 open. I think Zane Smith fills that ride. And then Gilly and McDowell stay put at front row. And I, I think that's everybody else. I mean, MTJ stays. I don't think anybody else is moving. I think Corey stays. Spire. Oh, I think uh, Josevar in the 77. I think Josevar's going JRM Xfinity. Oh, maybe. That I think he's going to get the eight car. That would be a good ride for him. Um, but so like I'll ask this like, and like this this is my point with SHR is like, you know, with how much struggles they're having already, and then like even more more so if Harrison Burton gets in the ten like. Who's the leader there? Like, who is, like, their, like, A driver, like, number one, like, their guy? Is it Chase Briscoe? Like, is – I think – Because, I mean, I th- And that's – I mean, they're in a predicament. I mean, same – same you could, could have been said for um, when, when Jimmy was leaving Hendrick, you know? I mean, they kind of had Chase, but he was still young. You know, you had a bunch of young guys. So, I think Stuart Haas – I remember that. I think Stuart Haas needs to downsize. I think four cars right now is too much for that team. You know, certainly if they're not getting like, I, I believe Dex Imaging, if if Burton does go to the ten, is going to come over, and so they'll get some dollars there. But I said I could see them selling two of those charters and, and recouping some money, and you know, going downsize into a two car team. I don't Gene know. Gene likes having like that's why Gene started the forty one team to start with though. It's like. He likes having like the Haas car out there, and that's like his car that like. Well, that's he also feels your like he, gets, like, he, I think he's the one putting a lot of money into it. So it's like he, uh, why wouldn't he want to just downsize a little bit? You know. Yeah, and Rukov's money. So I, I, it all makes sense if you know the rumblings. That's what we've been hearing is juniors involved. I know they sound crazy, but who knows what's what could happen. I mean, it does sound like there's a little bit more to this announcement than what we heard today. So we'll just have to see how the rest of the dominoes fall. Really, House might have some more issues to deal with, though. I don't know if you've been paying attention with uh, what geopolitical shit's been going on with him, but he might uh, he might have more worries than than race teams. So that could be a feasible possibility. Do you know what I'm referring to? I do not. 
he is being accused of supplying uh, Russia with assets for the war and could be facing like millions of dollars of fines from the American government for doing that. When did this come out? This came out in like March or April. Mm. Gotcha. But yeah, he's yeah. Apparently, he could face like it, like if he's indeed like found to be like supplying like Russia and stuff, he could be facing some big time fines. So he might hit, have bigger fish to fry than race teams, and that might kind of. I mean, I mean they got the F one thing too. So I mean, that might. Which it feels like that's part of SHR's issue as an organization right now too. It's like they just like. Tony's got the, the drag racing and he's running SRX. Well, that, and that's, and I said, that's, all this. that's what makes the junior thing kind of sound plausible. Like, junior buys. Or if Harvick comes junior, in in a management role. like Yeah, but but uh, junior buys Stewart's uh, shares, you know, buys those charters or whatever. And because he's, he's for their Ford NASCAR team with a Dodge. Uh, drag team, so yeah, it's conflicting interest there. And I don't see Dodge getting into NASCAR, and I don't see Tony changing his drag team either. So, yeah, just a lot, a lot of things going on there. Be interesting. It's Who gonna you, be. Uh, I'll ask this uh, question to kind of like put a bow on the whole SHR thing, um, and then we can like bounce around to some other things before. But um, which SHR driver? finishes highest in points next year and where in the standings do you think they finish i'll say like range like you don't have to be like an exact number but like range wise josh berry finishes inside the top 12 next year so you think he makes the playoffs as a rookie i think he advances to the second round as a rookie yeah wow that'd be a lot because, I mean, you're even seeing Ty Gibbs right now. He's having, like, a damn good rookie season. He's on, like, the bubble. Mm-hmm. So you just think Josh Berry, like, being a veteran, he's just, like, not going to be, like, your traditional rookie driver. Like, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it, I just think there's such a learning curve with the cup car. It's like, I don't – my answer is Chase Briscoe, and I think, yeah, I think he'll he'll finish in the – 12 to 16 range and be a playoff driver. See, the um, thing is, it's like he, Barry's run the cup card now, you know, a handful of times. So it's like he has experience. It's not going to be like he's going to be caught off guard by it, you know? Think about. Yeah, but I mean, you see like Noah and when, Ty Gibbs like ran it last year too. And, and they both still, especially Noah, like had his struggles this that, year. That like, whole team sucks. So we won't talk yeah. about that. But Ty I mean, he's getting outrun well. by BJ McLeod. Like, that, and that's like I said that's equipment. That's not driver. I mean, I can tell you right now. But look at Ty Gibbs. We've seen flashes of it, and, and I think the thing Ty Gibbs is lacking is that experience, that veteran experience. You know, the kids. Shit, I don't even know if that kid can buy alcohol yet. Can he? Is he twenty? So. Yeah, he's twenty, right? I, he might, I think he's twenty. Yeah, something like that. So. That, that's why I just think the the racecraft, the veteranness of Josh will pay dividends. You know what I'm saying? He, he's just gonna on those days when when you you're not gonna overstep the boundaries. You're just gonna take what the car will give you. You know what I mean? What Harvick does now, 
is what Josh will do. So you think Josh Berry, like like long term, is going to be like the the anchor? Uh, honestly, I think SHR? honestly in three years, I, if you were to if I if I was in a coma, you know, from two weeks ago or two months ago to now to three years from now, and I woke up and you know I didn't think anything had changed, I probably, I probably you won't be able to tell the difference between how those guys race. They'll be that in the four car. Yeah, like you, uh, if you, like you wouldn't be able to tell that. That's a flaming right. hot take, dude. Because nah, Kevin Harvick is no, a Hall of Fame talent, and I, Josh Berry is too, bro. You think, dude? I'm. I, I think Josh yeah. Berry's great, but you're comparing him to Kevin Harvick, dude. Like, yeah, that's a dude. That's a take. Like whether you want to admit it or not, that's a take. Because I mean, we're talking a top ten driver of all time. <laughs> uh, Kevin Harvick's not a top 10 driver of all time, I don't think. One championship. Well, how many How many wins does Kevin Harvick have? Probably not 60. Top... I think 59. So, What's that put him on the list? I know, I know him and Kyle have been kind of like trading back and forth who's the leading active driver and wins. I know he's right around 60. So. But yeah, I, I I do think that's a take. I think Kevin Harvick's a uh, fifty-eight, uh, and so 58. Har- Harvick's been doing it for what twenty? How many years? Twenty-two yeah. years. So Joe, you, you remember gotta, he was with RCR during RCR, the fucking dark days of RCR during a lot of those years. So. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm telling you that Josh Berry's going to impress the hell out of people. We will see. I kind of think Chase Briscoe is going to take over as, like, the number one guy there at SHR. And now he has Boswell back, too, who he works so well with. So that's kind of what I see for SHR long-term. But we'll talk all day about SHR if we don't move on. So all I'm just going to rapid-fire a few. And, I mean, you tell me, like, um, just, like, some guys that, like, at least I mean, it looks like he's not under contract for next year. He struggled. I think he'll be back, but Austin Cindric, you you think anything changes there? You think anything nah, should change there? No. Nah, nah. I should it, yeah. He should be fired. He sucks. Is that sarcasm or or no. Or no. He, he has not impressed I mean, me in a two car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the way you said that, I couldn't tell if you were fucking around or not. No, honestly, he should so. be fired. And he probably would have been fired if his last name wasn't Cindric by now. Yeah. Nah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, a guy in a lot shittier car who's outrunning Austin Cindric in points right now, Corey LaJoy. Um, I do think I like Corey. I'm, I'm a big Corey fan, but I got to say it just to be honest. He had a big chance to impress a lot of people and kind of. Fucked it up the other week, for lack of a better term. I don't think that helped this case. Yeah, but um, we know what Corey can do. I mean, I'm not judging one guy off one race. So, no, I agree. I think it's I, dumb I think the to, best move for Corey is to wait it out and see what the landscape is next year. I mean, obviously, you know people are taking a look at you and there's interest in you to move to a different team, but I just don't see any... Like if, if the 10 car becomes available, that's the only place I say you sign, but... If the, if you're not offered the ten ride, I think you stay put at Spire and see what next year's landscape facility season looks like, and uh, just keep building the studs there at Spire. 
I don't think there's any, right. anywhere um, for him to go. Ten car. Almarola seems like Almarola's out. Um, Bianchi has in the article potential replacements. Uh, Burton Gill and Herbst, Eric Jones, Corey Joy, Ty Majeski, McDowell, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith, Zane Smith, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, so it seems every, like we both everybody. agree that – Yeah. It seems like we both agree that Harrison Burton is going to be who ends up there. He obviously has close ties with Kevin Harvick. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I don't know what – I haven't heard like what Smithfield's doing either. I don't know if they're bowing out with Almarola or staying there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, any thoughts there? I mean, it's, if it is Harrison Burton, I like you said about Austin Cindric, you can copy-paste that about Harrison Burton, I feel like especially when people tried to say that car was underperforming with Matty D and I mean, Matty D had that car in the playoffs and Harrison Burton is running 28th every week. So, yeah, it certainly hasn't impressed me, but when you got money, you got money. That was Matt, Matty D's problem. He didn't have no money. Um, um, I mean, tank car, I mean, you got a problem with Harrison getting in there. Who do you think it should be like anything no, no, I mean, that's – who should it be? It should be Corey Joy. But Corey Joy doesn't yeah. bring any money, and that's a fully funded car is the problem. You know, Or, Mc, or McDowell. McDowell would be another one. Yeah. I, I'd I, love to see I, McDowell. Again, I don't think McDowell – I mean, I don't know how much money – like, I don't think Loves is really in love with McDowell. You know, no pun intended. I think Loves is more uh, uh, front French or uh, not – Front yeah. row, yeah. That's more of a, a team sponsor than a driver sponsor. So it's like, again – <laughs> with that car being basically fully funded by Smithfields, you got to look at where the money is going to come from and it's Dex imaging. So yeah, that's the only one that really makes sense. Continue the rapid fire. Yeah. We're both Harrison's getting in there. Probably won't do much of anything, but um, we'll see. We'll figure out what happens with Smithfield. I mean, it's hard to predict that kind of stuff, but although we do know Anheuser-Busch is going to Chastain, that's interesting, but um, yeah, we've already been on here long enough, so I'm going to try to still like rapid fire through these. Um, Danny's contracts up after this year; they don't have a deal done yet. I mean, we always thought Kyle Busch was going to be back there until he wasn't. So I mean, you can never say never until pen is on paper. But uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, I I expect him to sign uh, his final contract with Gibbs. This go around. Three, yeah, it would be surprising. Three, it would be probably a three to five year contract, and then he'll see where the landscape is after that. He might have like a I third say, car I, by then, but yeah, I I see him signing at least a three year contract with Gibbs. After Kyle Busch leaving, like I said, you can just never say never, but. Well, and again, it all goes back to sponsor dollars. If FedEx was be like, oh, yeah, we're out, then, yeah, Denny Hamlin's probably out of a ride, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Denny Hamlin's sayonara, buddy. Um, but, yeah, um, other than that, I don't see that anything changing there. Gibbs, I think they have the same lineup. No, 19 stays the same. 11 stays the same. A- AJ, uh, next one. AJ, been disappointing this year. Um, been... I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's having fun at all. You think he comes back another year, or you think Kyle might move up Chandler Smith or Daniel Hemrick or somebody like that, or 
you think uh, I didn't uh, think about that. I didn't think about that. I I think AJ is definitely probably out. He's not cut out for Sundays. I mean, I think he's going back to Xfinity full time. I don't think he's having fun cup racing now. But and you have to imagine either like Daniel Hamrick or uh, Chandler Smith or or one of those like Xfinity guys would would jump up and have probably Chandler Smith at this rate. But I know they like Daniel a lot too. So I mean, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing ever to see them throw Daniel in there for a year, well, and let Chandler get another year in Xfinity. But yeah. But okay, so you think AJ's out? I think AJ's. Yeah, I do. Now that you talked about it, yeah, I I didn't think of, I didn't didn't know where any other cup rides were open, but yeah, I think AJ's out for Sundays. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see who they move up. I mean, it's hard to say who they they'll move up. Um, I think it, I I do think it'd be smart to you know let. Chandler get another year in Xfinity and yeah, and get a you know, put Hemrick in the car a, for a year or just get somebody on one year deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe get Busher, talk, on a one year deal if if he wants to come back. You know, if he's not really ready to hang it up, who knows? Well, yeah, if he wanted to come back, I think he'd be back at the ten. But maybe who knows? I mean, I said whoever they want to get. Um, I think AJ sticks around for another year. I'll say that as mine. Um, just to continue the rapid fire, Busher, we talked about a little bit. Uh, I think he's back, but if I was a big team, I would. I think he's the most underrated driver in the Cup Series, so I would have him on my radar. But I think he's he's back there. I think he's br- like Brad's adopted son at this point. Yeah. Uh, True X sounds like he's back at this point. You think he's back? Um, yeah, he's back. Christopher Bell, not under contract long-term yet. Anticipate he would be back, though. Uh, any Anything there? Say again? Christopher Bell, he's not yeah, uh, no, contract. Yeah, I just said the Gibbs line stays the same. All right. Um, yep. All right. I'm just going to – all right. We're pretty much on the last few now. Uh, 21. You said you think that is that's Zane next year. Yep, he's a top four driver. I think Zane gets that. All right. Um, all right. Last ones are we got? Okay, Justin Haley. Uh, I'll ask these all as one group because I know we're ready to move on. We've been here for a while. We got Justin Haley. I think he's back. Any great there? I, I don't think he's going anywhere. So. Yeah, certainly. No, he's he's around for the long term. All right, and then uh, when we had Chris one right, more, on, right, right, so when he was talking about that's their guy. And then one more quick, quick one is um, Ryan Priest. I think he probably gets another year. Yeah, it's oh, a one year deal for him. Yeah. All right, and and then the, the last but not least, unless there's anybody you want to mention, but the front row kind of. Yeah, I got I got front row is obviously they have the three drivers with Zane moving to the twenty one. I think Gilly and McDowell to stay put uh, in the perspective car. So not a whole lot of shuffling going around, if you ask me. Obviously, I think the biggest ones are people retiring and then uh, people filling those seats there at SHR. But um, yeah, I think I think for the most part it's kind of a quiet off season unless this Dale Junior shit really goes through and then all hell breaks loose. 
But it's, I'll just it's go reverse from you. Well, I was just saying, it's just interesting that front row drivers are the ones that really the dominoes are waiting for to fall. You know, like this, the Josh Berry Harvick stuff, like has been announced. Like we've known this one for months, and there's a lot of other stuff that to hinge that, that's about to go down. I, I do love to see uh, um, Michael McDowell's names in these discussions. I think it's he's pretty wild, very right? Very underrated. Oh, yeah, yeah I think he's underrated. A, a, underrated. Yeah, but I, I just to, I, I I'm going almost opposite of you. I think McDowell stays put. I think Zane gets in the 38, and front row pissed uh, Todd off with how they they did him before the year. And Todd but I goes think, to the 21. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that makes that makes sense as well. That makes a lot of sense. I could see it. And then um. Yes, I mean that's pretty much it. I don't know if you, I mean, you, you think Trackhouse starts it? I don't think that sounds like it's happening now at this point. But I would love that if they started a third full time car. But it's worth mentioning at least because it was part of the article. But I don't think it happens this year. No, I think they'll continue running more, more and more of the Project Ninety One races. Kind of how we've seen uh, Twenty Three Eleven. They've been running the the Sixty Seven car. Um, it's interesting how similar those two organizations are, um, how they're built and, and the things that they're doing are very similar. But, yeah, uh, that, I think that Nashville. wraps it up. Well, wraps it up for silly season. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know. You, you are right, on the fly. You just want to scrap sprint car stuff? or Well, no, week? that's – no. I, I just want to – that's why we'll do it tomorrow. Okay, you want to do that tomorrow? Yeah, we'll just wrap up. We'll do Nashville preview and sprint car stuff tomorrow. We'll make it a decent episode, but it's okay. getting getting too late. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's I'm why I didn't know if you just off, wanted you know to. What I'm saying? No. Yeah, no, I, I didn't I was, know if you just wanted to pick to Nashville and run. So. No, I was trying to just send the text out like, "Yo, I'm about done with this shit. Let's we'll uh, we'll wrap it up tomorrow and get it out tomorrow evening, and maybe I'll even hear from yeah. Bobby and we can improvise and throw an audible and." We'll actually have him on the back half of the interview or whatever. We'll figure it out. Okay, cool. All right, All that'll right. work. Yeah, I'm just um, – it's 1030. You know how it is. Nah, I got shit to do too, yeah. So All right. I hear you. Good episode right, so far. You. We'll finish Yeah, no, up. it's been great. Good we'll finish discussion. Finish up uh, 430 tomorrow after work. All right. Uh, I might be a little after that because I got to get a haircut, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. I got yeah. a haircut at 4. So. Early afternoon. All right, cool. All yeah. right, I'll see you. Peace. All right. Well, we're back here one day later from from when we recorded the first part. But a lot of uh, a lot of good discussion there. Plenty to talk about with the tracks and uh, races next year and silly season stuff. And there will be uh, more to come for that. But it's it's. I, I thought it was cool to just have like one episode to like get all that stuff out there because it feels like a lot of times we get off on a a tangent about things like that and like a regular episode. So it was cool to have a dedicated episode to that. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of discussion, uh, a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but Hey, yeah, here we are. Two parts to this one. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the, the getting this thing out kind of late this week since it's not like we're, you know, spent a lot of time like recapping like our, a race from last week that's like old news like typically that's why i like to get it out earlier but you know this week's different so uh yeah we'll have it out friday thursday night so um 
so yeah, I guess we'll uh, move on and talk about Nash uh, talk about Nashville this weekend. Triple header. Um, racing has been really good at this track. First couple years, it's, it's been back. I've I don't know how you feel, but I've I've really enjoyed like watching the racing here. And like guess you know when Nashville Fairgrounds comes around, I do hope that they can find a way to keep both of these racetracks on the schedule because. You know, I've enjoyed the Nashville Super Speedway racing, and um, they just sold that place out today also. So, that's good. I mean, Yeah, not much for them to do. I think that place only holds like 40 or 30-some thousand. So, but 40,000 sounds right. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. 35 to 40, uh, we'll call it that. But nonetheless, it's I mean, obviously, it's a smaller place, smaller venue, but nonetheless, to sell out, I mean, that's big. That just, you know, that sounds like it's a big deal, you know, so – yeah, the racing's been pretty good. Um, I was gonna make the joke. Thirty-eight thousand. Okay, so I said yeah, thirty-five, forty. Um, but yeah, I was, I was gonna make the joke. Yeah, I said yeah. We know how you you fall in love with racetracks, um, well, like the last night. But no. Nah, yeah, I mean, if I was it, making the schedule, we'd have it, it'd be like the '60s, and we'd have like eighty races a year. Right. Going to every <laughs> track three times. No, I, I do. I, I do really like this track. One, one dirt like, track I, at one dirt race at every racetrack, even Daytona. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do really like this track though. I, I think it's been like, I don't know if people had high expectations for it coming in, but I think especially like last year when they got that the resin put in and everything, it's been pretty good. It's been a surprising like hit, and like I, I remember last year's race was like really, really entertaining. I remember that being like a Sunday night too with the rain delay and all. So. Yeah, I, I would say just be hesitant of that just because uh, it is a 7 o'clock start time. So it's going to be, I think, a little bit more locked down. Um, but I think the resin will help open it up a little bit more, um, get get some more passing lanes. But, no, the racing has been pretty good. I mean, I've always liked this track, even back when it was a standalone Xfinity race um, back in the mid to late 2000s. Um, in fact, it was on my – bucket list of things to do places to visit when i went to nashville um so yeah got to stop by there when it was abandoned back in like 2015 or 16 something like that um but yes, fact, so- by the way did you know the uh eric church talladega music video was filmed there while it was abandoned i did know that oh yeah yeah uh yeah that's that, that's my uh tidbit i was thinking about he's like walking through the grandstands there and on the track and everything so that was uh. That's always what I think about when I kind of see this track and everything. Yeah, and it's certainly an interesting track. It's kind of like a uh, Dover and uh, kind of a little bit of New Hampshire in there. Like it's a, it's kind of a combination of tracks, and obviously with the concrete, it races a little different. Um, so yeah, it's unique. That's what it is. Definitely it... unique. One point three mile, um, oval, dog leg oval, um concrete like i said it's kind of one of its own um out there in the middle of nowhere in in t- tennessee so yeah it's definitely a cool little racetrack and i'm glad to see i was excited when they brought it back uh in 2021 so glad to see it remains on the schedule at least for another year um obviously we know big changes are coming uh so you never know what race could be on the chopping block but i imagine this one is they want to stay in this market at least until the fairgrounds gets up and going and i mean obviously they got the ticket sales that sold out again um, and, and they've done things to, to improve it for the fans' perspective. I don't know. Like, I know every year this used to be a big cooler deal race. Um, I don't know. Still if it, is. Yeah, so no cooler. Yeah. 
We don't I was talking to you. Want, you want to get in the weeds on that? You can go back and listen to last year's pod. And I was talking to Cody. Before. Yeah, I was talking to Cody about that uh, earlier this week. I mean, they talked about it a little bit on their show. Yeah, but yeah, that like they'll be out there. I mean, he, but he wasn't even planning on going because he was like, he went year one and he was like, yeah, I fucking hated it. And he ended up getting free tickets to go this Sunday, so he's gonna go. But yeah, as somebody yeah, I mean, you, you could always pregame, and you know, like you could always make a make some riot punches in, up. You know, you know, I mean, there's probably ways to get around it, but it's just not the same as being able to bring a cooler full of beer into a racetrack. You know, there's no oh, feel, yeah. there's no feeling like that when you walk through security with a cooler full of beer to a sporting event. You're just like, what is going on? And at least it's Every not time. like the middle. At least it's not like the middle of the day anymore, where yeah, it's like very the, true. Like true. the 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 problem was like year one. It was it was like dangerous down there like oh, it, yeah. like because i mean they ran out of water and like nobody was allowed to bring coolers like they literally ran out of water at every concession stand like that was bad yep all right well last year's winner chase elliott in the cup series uh xfinity series you had justin allgaier picking up the win last season and uh if you remember back this is ryan priest uh kind of one of his uh Tryout races essentially for the uh, forty-one back, machine, and he back picked to up back the, for Priest, I believe. He yeah, you're won right. Both years, correct. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get into some picks, I guess. Let's get into. Let's start off with uh, Friday night trucks tomorrow night. Trucking uh, eight p.m. Trucking in old Smash Vegas, baby. Yeah, so this is another one of the um, whatever they call it, the triple truck challenge. Which, yeah, so like it's only truck drivers, uh, no uh, cup drivers or Xfinity drivers in this one. So, all right, um, looking through this this entry list. Well, no, okay, no shit. Ryan Priest is a cup driver, so yeah, <laughs> dumb me. I was looking for Ryan Priest one here, but um, all right. With that being said, I will go with give me. Give me Corey Heim in the eleven. He's back this week after missing the race. They've they've been super fast. The the Tricon trucks this year in general have had a, a ton of speed, and I think uh, Corey Heim will cash in and get another win. All right, yeah, that's sitting at plus four hundred on Barstool right now. Um, yeah, and I think he is the favorite, the outright favorite, um, taking the chalk there. Um, it's kind of a toss-up, I think, between these three guys. You could throw Hosevar in the mix as a fourth, but uh, yeah, definitely between the top three guys, between Heim, Zane Smith, and Eckes. Um, give me Zane Ooh. Smith for for plus four fifty. He needs to make some noise. He's been uh, in the rumblings for taking over some cup rides. So yeah, give me Zane Smith for, at plus four fifty. Just because you didn't name him as a potential winner. I got a, a dark horse to throw in there. Maybe you can read the odds, but who we were raving about at Charlotte, Dean Thompson. Uh, Keep an eye on him. Yeah, that's plus 3,000. Also, yeah. you could, if you wanted a kind of another long shot, not as long as Dean Thompson, but uh, Nick Sanchez has shown flashes of speed as well. That's plus 1,200. And then that host of our pick is uh, plus 850. So, yeah, those are your top guys there for trucks tomorrow night. Um, you, you never know with the truckers, they could go trucking and, and all hell breaks loose. So be weary on the truck race, but I think the Heim and Smith picks are, are pretty solid. And then I said, we just gave a couple solid dark horses as well. Yeah. I, th- I thought about going with Dean here as my pick. I was between him and, and Heim. So yeah, we, we were 
me, you, I remember me, you, and Drew were all super impressed by Dean after that race at Charlotte. So yep. keep an eye on him tomorrow night. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, moving over to Xfinity. Um, we do got a few cup racers in this race. Uh, you got AJ Allmendinger running. You got Ty Gibbs running. Um, see who else is on this list. I think that's the only cup drivers I see. Um, but yeah, moving over to then. Shoot, man, it's hard to pick against Justin Allgaier on concrete. Yeah, he he but, finished second to Kyle Busch first year back here and won last year. But we've talked about it on here that JRM just has not shown the speed this year. I think it's going to be a Gibbs one race. Give me Tyrone Gibbs in the eight or the nineteen. I think it would be. Uh, I don't have an entry list pulled up. I just have the uh, odds. That's plus three fifty for a right. Saturday afternoon. That's at three thirty on Saturday afternoon. I'll go with a guy who's had a lot of speed this year. Um, I was I was thinking Justin too, but I'm gonna go away from that. Give me in the Bowtie Brigade. Give me Austin Hill to get to victory lane. That, Ooh, solid. That's that's third solid. or fourth. It'd be third or fourth win this year, I think, for him. Yeah, so, yeah. Give me. I think. Yeah, he he is on fire. And we didn't mention him in our silly season discussion, but I think he should definitely be in the mix for some cup rides if if you're looking if teams are looking for a driver. I didn't really hear his name in any of those discussions, but. He, he's a wheel man, and I think uh, he'll, he'll go out and impress some people this weekend. Yeah, definitely. What's the odds on that? Uh, plus 1,000. That's a really solid bet, dude. I like that bet. Hell yeah. Um, I'll throw some change down on that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really see any long shots here. Yeah, Xfinity is a plus, low. Plus one, 100 for a top three. That's kind of a hammer, if you ask me. It's at plus 100. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably take that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, long shot-wise, I'm trying to see if anybody jumps off the page. Okay, maybe this one, not to win, but to get maybe top five. Uh, Zane Smith and the 28 for Ryan C. Probably get some, some good odds on that. Um, I'm seeing for a top three plus 800, or 850. So, yeah, I think that's a solid play for maybe a top five. Um, also see Carson Hosevar in the 77. I mean, they were fast at Charlotte. That's a junior motorsports prepared oh, car. Yeah. So. That top three is a plus 550. That's not a bad play either. I like that one. All right. Yeah. Moving on to the big show, Sunday night, 7 p.m., a night game. Um, NASCAR is trying out these Sunday night summer races. Let's see how the TV pop gets. Um, probably gonna be pretty good. Like, I imagine it'd be I mean, pretty good. You know, you got thirty five thousand there sold out, or thirty eight thousand sold out in the grandstands, and then uh, you're gonna have, I said, a probably a decent TV number. I mean, seven o'clock window, that's perfect. Doesn't start too, too late. You know, Any, anything later than that, so getting a little too late for a cup race. I mean, luckily it is only four hundred miles this weekend, um, three hundred laps. So yeah, um, what are you thinking for the win? Uh, man, like it, it, it kind of feels like chalky, but I, I got a guy, he led a lot of laps here last year, probably should have won. I, I think he's getting ready to go on a fucking roll, honestly. And he might be like the guy to take over this season and, and be the favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm going with, uh, MTJ. 
Ooh, to go back to back, get his third. He already dominated at Dover on the concrete earlier this year. Uh, like I said, should have won here last year. Think he led. Think he led the most laps here last year. Is either him or Denny. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm going with uh I'm going with Truex, man. I think Toyota's fast, and yeah, I I really think Martin Truex Jr. is getting ready to get on a roll this season. Yeah, um, man, it's funny. It's like I kind of. Everything you just said about that guy, I feel like the same way about a different guy here. I'm looking if looking up a stat real quick. Uh, yeah, Truex, it looks like he led 82 laps last year. So, decent amount there. I'm pretty sure most of those were late. So, yeah, definitely a solid day for that team. Uh, I would not be surprised at all by that pick. Um, I think that's a good pick. That's plus 700 on the books here on uh, Barstow as I'm looking. Uh, and again, it kind of feels chalky to pick this guy, but I think uh, they, this team, they've been quiet now for the last couple of weeks, but I think they're about to go on a heater and, and absolutely tear up the competition the rest of the season. And give me Willie B, William Byron for the win at plus 850. All right, that's a good pick. Um Starting to, yeah, I like that. I'm starting to look through for our uh, dark horse top tens and see if there's anything from last year's race that that sticks out to me. All right, I got my I got my top ten dark horse. I see a guy he had a finished top ten in the stages here last year, almost finished top ten in the race. I mean, we talked about him a lot earlier, and man, he has been super fast this year. I mean. Every year, really. I mean, like we said, one of the most underrated drivers in Cup. He always does a great job. Uh, plus 700, I see, for a top 10. Give me Michael McDowell. Yeah, I saw that. People are uh, – the books, yeah, plus 650 on uh, my end. Um, yeah, he finished 13th here last year, and I see he finished he finished top 10 in stage two. So. All right, yeah. I can definitely see that playing out. Um to yeah, long, long. It's not really a long shot, but I mean the, the odds are really good. I'll give two here, two really good odd plays that I probably will play this weekend. Um, and the the number one play would be Chris Busher for a top ten at plus two hundred, and then uh, Ricky Stenhouse at plus two twenty five for a top ten. I like both of those, dude. I, I swear at this point, like if 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 I was where you are and I could bet top tens, I think I'd be hitting Chris Bush or top ten literally every week. Yeah, that, I can't believe like they're the, they're sleeping on him like this. Like I said, he's yeah, he's definitely shown speed. I mean, you see him in the two hundred. It's kind of like one of those things. I feel like Roush is one of those things, like where if they hit it, they hit it, and they're both going to run inside the top ten or right out, right around there. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a good play. Uh, you know what I mean? A chance to hit all day. And then, uh, what if they miss the setup? And they they miss it bad, and they run thirtieth. Like they both ran really bad here last year. So I imagine that team's going to have a little focus on this year, on this race this year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I think uh, I think those are two solid plays myself. So yeah, my prediction right now. You mentioned them. I I, I think Brad and Chris are, will both win a race before this year is over. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all. I mean, they, yeah, they, they've been the best Ford team, honestly, this year, like, as a whole. 
I mean, Penske's kind of been off other th- other than Blaney and SHR, other than Harvick, and I feel like Roush has been the best Ford team. So, yeah, I like both of those bets. Yeah, so kind of to wrap everything up, um, and, and I said I t- kind of you, – you can apply kind of things you've learned at, and who ran good at Dover to, to run at this track. Um, and MCJ obviously picked up the win at Dover. Um and then I'm looking down the top ten list here. We had Chris Buescher finishing ninth, Keselowski eighth, and then uh, you might want to fade McDowell. He finished twenty second at Dover. That's this year. So, you know, yeah. never know. I mean, Ford's definitely found a little bit of speed here recently. So, uh, yeah. I mean, as I say, I think it's still a solid play at plus what was it, eight hundred? I think the number. I mean, uh, that's plus seven hundred. Yeah, I think on mine it was like eight. So, that's. The odds, you like, you gotta, you gotta at least spr- touch that a little bit, right? Sprinkle a little bit on that. Oh um, yeah. So not trying to kill it. Oh, six fifty. Sorry. It's plus six fifty, and then I had Stenhouse at two twenty five, and Busher at two hundred even. All right, yeah, got them all written down here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Triple header weekend, back on NBC. Um, I said fun racetrack. I'm looking forward to it. Sunday night special, bud. I've heard that NBC song playing in my head all week. Oh yeah. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Music. That, yeah. I'm just excited to like I mean, I, I'm like I hope Fox can figure some things out. Like like I'm I'm not trying to join the parade of people just piling on them. But I mean it's hard not to well, really. It's like the criticism is warranted. If you have a subscription to the Athletic, Dale Jr. made some interesting comments in the twelve questions this week um, from Jeff Gluck. He uh, he kind of hinted at that for at, at, he he didn't really say at other places, but I'm just saying that he he hinted at that other organizations that you are basically told to commentate off a. Of, off of monitor, what you see on the monitor, not what you see on the track. Whereas NBC relies on their guys, and if they want to say if they see a battle for for twelfth brewing, you know, and these guys have been racing the piss out of each other, they're gonna tell the camera guys to, to cut to it, and then the NBC will listen to those guys. It's a great interview by Dale Jr. and Jeff Gluck. Uh, yeah, twelve questions. It's uh, behind the paywall this week. It'll be on free Spotify, Apple feeds. Uh, early next week, probably Tuesday next week. I, yeah, I just think, yeah. I For me, the biggest thing for, for that is just, like, I I can't get over the way they present the sport. Like, it still feels like they present NASCAR in the manner that, that like, it, it's a joke. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and like, it, like, when you turn on an F1 broadcast and, like, I'm not an F1 fan by any means, but you don't see F1, like, with fucking like cartoon Lewis Hamilton no, up on the like screen. No, it's like premiere broadcast, it. you know. Like they make it like hell. They like Chris Rice was saying, they make it sound like it's the best race you've ever seen. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. Fox needs yeah. Fox needs to present it to where it's like this is a world class sport. You know, we're not just some stupid rednecks out here. Not Michael Waltrip super, doing the fucking. I mean, they, they, you can think they're superheroes, but we don't need to present them as superheroes like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nah. you, you can you can do it a way better way. For sure. I mean, NBC literally does it. So yeah, and I mean, NBC doesn't take it too seriously. You know, they have some lighthearted moments on there, and you got to have a little bit of that. 
Um, yeah. But no, they, they, when NBC is doing it, yeah, it makes it feel serious. Like what we're doing is is a serious shit because it is. Yeah, and they got. I mean, I, I think their booth with Rick Allen, Jeff Burton, Latart, and Dale Jr. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of all four of those guys. I think they all, all four of them do a damn good job and are really good at you know their lane and, and talking about the their expertise. Like I, I love listening to all four of them. So, yep, for sure. Um, I I guess uh. Let's wrap this thing up with some uh, World Outlaws. We can do a little bit of recaps here. Uh, we'll do a quick recaps of uh, last weekend at Beaver Dam. And then, uh, actually, the World Outlaws are running right now. Uh, they just took the heat, uh, the green flag, and heat, the final heat. I don't know how many heats there are. I know it's like 54 cars signed in. Uh, heat six. So, six heats. Um, but, yeah, let's give some rundowns here. We can start with uh, – we'll start with last Friday night. I was about to say I didn't even know if you still wanted to talk about that. Yeah, and, we'll do uh, we'll go we'll do it quickly. You know, we won't we won't hem it up here, but we'll go over a quick I got some a couple notes here. Um GSL too. Yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't really have much from last night's, but I know Kyle Larson was pretty much dominant. But we'll I'll get the, that up while you're we'll get the while final you're doing result. But yeah, uh Friday night, GSLC, he was able to uh hang on for the win. Uh he led all thirty laps. Um, and it, it really wasn't too close of a battle. You had Geo Selzy, uh, David Gravel, and Brad Sweet kind of top three battling kind of a, over a big blanket, um, if you will. You know, it wasn't super close. But uh, there on the final lap, uh, Geo, uh, excuse me, David Gravel threw a huge slider into turns three and four and uh, wasn't able to complete the move, kind of cut uh, Geo a little bit of a break. He probably could have stuffed him in the fence if he wanted to, but didn't do that, raced him clean. And, uh, yeah, Gio Selzy picking up the win, snapping a 64-race winless streak. Um, it uh, goes back to March of last season. So, huge for him and that team. Um, I know there for a while, he or early last season, he was uh, super fast. Um, so, yeah, Giovanni Selzy, Hot Sauce picking up the win. David Gravel finishing second. Brad Sweet finishing third. James McFadden finishing fourth. And Sheldon Hodenshield rounding out the top five for Friday night. And then uh, Brendan Couch uh, was the hard charger in that race. Um, that was his first uh, World of Outlaws race ever. Um, he was up four spots from 22nd to 18th. Uh, and then, yeah, rolling into Saturday, um, Sheldon Hodenshield off his fifth place finish there on Friday, picking up the win. Um, and and what a race that was, man. It was kind of a thriller. Um, he led the first seven laps and then, Gravel took over the point there, and then Sheldon Hodenshield was back to the lead about 10 laps later. Um, so, yeah, it was just a thriller between those two. They dueled pretty much the entire race, and and Brad uh, – sorry, not Brad. David Gravel had a chance to throw that exact same slider, and held, Sheldon Hodenshield watched the tape, and he was able to kind of block that slider and, and go to the inside, and, and Gravel wasn't able to pull it all the way off there again. So – uh, yeah, Sheldon Hodenshield picking up the win, the 40-lap feature. David Gravel with a pair of second-place finishes. Um, Brad Sweet with a pair of third-place finishes. Carson Macedo finishing fourth. Um, obviously, we know, uh, I think it was last week that uh, we were talking about him being hurt and back in the race car. So, yeah, fourth-place finish on Saturday. Um, I just 
a closed out Friday's tab. I don't have where he finished. But Logan Schuhart rounding out the top five for Saturday night, and Brad Sweet was your hard charger, um, 11th to third, um, picking up eight spots uh, on the on the 40 lap feature. So yeah, it was a heck of a race for Brad Sweet, and I believe he is still the points leader as we leave as we left uh, Beaver Dam. And then, um, obviously, I said last night we, we had a race, and uh, you got the results for us? Yeah, I got that one pulled up. Which by, So, I imagine this week probably is all nine points. Or, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. But I, I would imagine they usually – I guess they usually do nine points with the big events. So, um, But, yeah, so last night uh, Kyle Larson got the win. That was an awesome finish. I saw it on Twitter. Like I said, uh, wasn't able to catch the race, but I did see that finish on Twitter and uh, able to pull off that slider on the last lap and win it. So shout out to to Kyle for that. Uh, he gets another win. Believe that's his first win with the Outlaws this year. No, yes, I'm um, not sure. Believe so. Um, yes, yeah, so he got that. David Gravel finished second, and. Uh, Rico finished third, which, by the way, you see Rico got Whiskey Myers on the car. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to have that for the uh, the big money races this year, the majors, if you will. So, yeah, awesome sponsorship for that that team. And, and obviously, we're big fans of Whiskey, Whiskey Myers here. And, uh, yeah, so love Rico. He's been a fan of the show, been on here time. Uh, so, yeah, love to see that. Um, fourth was Carson Macedo, and fifth was Corey Eliason. And the hard charger was – it was Tim Kading up to 10th from 22nd starting position. So, I know they got a points format, like, this week that, like, they're doing all week and you get passing points and all that shit. Uh, I didn't dive into what the exact format for Saturday is. But, nah, that should be an awesome race. Uh, um, still don't have Dirt Vision account. I'll have to snoop around and see if maybe we can get a uh, – uh, a link to uh to see that from uh from something. Uh, we need Reddit Motorsport streams back bad, but I am gonna want to check out that race on Saturday. So probably find out or figure out a way to watch that one way or another. But I mean, uh, and then also this past weekend, not gonna obviously we don't need to do like race by race or anything, but um, uh, shout out! I did want to give. For one specific race was Sam Haverteef Jr. Uh, getting back to victory lane and uh, Eldora last Friday. So I know it's been a long time since he's gotten victory lane, and that was a big win for him. So he's a awesome driver and has some good runs and pretty uh, solid. So shout out to him. But um, more importantly, that was in the middle of Ohio Speed Week, which was won once again by Tyler Courtney. It was uh, Buddy Kofoid second in those points, Zeb Wise third, Chris Windham fourth, and Tim Schaefer fifth. Hell yeah, good deal. You want to pick a winner for the big money on Saturday? Uh, yeah, might as well. Um, uh, I got mine. If, go if, ahead. I, I, I'm going with David Gravel. It's such a good track for him. Uh, he was wheeling it last night. He was up ten spots in the feature and almost pulled off the win. So yeah, I'm 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 locking in David Gravel for my pick to take on the two hundred. And you know he's going to want to win this thing bad 
his obviously home track for his race team and the track they own. He's got the billion uh, auto on the car this week. It's a cool paint scheme. So, yeah, yeah. David Gravel cashes in and wins it. All right, well, I'll take the chalk. I don't know if he's running. Give me Kyle Larson if he's running. I imagine he will be. Yeah, I don't he, think he would have ran gonna, last night. Nah. He ain't going to miss out on 250000 um, nah, I don't, I don't know if you saw was, the little Twitter beef and the shit he was putting out today. That th- I thought that was really cool. Oh, no. Nah, what happened there? So something about along the lines of like somebody was like, oh, I hope uh, I, I hope Larson's going to share the money that he all the money he wins with the guys that do this for a living. Uh, and, and he responded back with the definition of a race car driver. And uh, and it's basically it's, he's like. I do this for a living. You know what I'm saying? I, I am the definition of doing this for a living. So why would I give the money to anybody else? I'm here to win the money. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, that's dude, badass. Like, you know what I'm saying? This dude is literally here to, to come and take your money and be like, all right, see ya. Dude, he's so funny. Like, he's like, hey, I got, I got this other race I got to go go race in, you know? I, I love Kyle Larson, dude. He, like I said, he's he's so fucking funny. Like, I saw this clip from him at Bristol earlier this, this week. I never even saw where, like, the dude's like hitting him in the face with like the mic thing and like middle of the interview. He's like, dude, get that thing out of my fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, dude, I love Larson. Just like the way he does shit. He's just so fucking like blunt Larson. It's the old fucking saying, like the way he goes about his business. He's the man. Yeah. He's all business. He's just about that action boss as Marshawn Lynch would say. Hell yeah. All right. Well, it's already 1030 again. So, I'm out, dog. Yeah, don't get in any fucking tubes to go find the Titanic. Uh, that's that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. See you. See you.